Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast. Today we're going to discuss Canada FC. After Thursday night's, Thursday night's draw with Honduras, we look forward to Canada's next two games against the US and El Salvador in the World Cup qualifiers. Unfortunately for Canada, it was a 1-1 draw, so we only managed to clinch up one point where we could have clinched up three. So, I say let's start with the Canada versus Honduras review. What were your thoughts on Canada's performance, Adam? Disappointed or happy with the draw? What do you think went wrong? Well, um, I, I have to say disappointed. Um, that's where this team is at. We're um, a very talented group, and if the expectation is going to be let's get to Qatar, then the home games against Honduras, you need to be picking up three points. That's true. Yeah, so I, I will say disappointed. I thought Canada uh, were really nowhere near their best. I thought at times they were close to it, but no, nowhere near consistently at their best. Yeah, they definitely had a few good opportunities where they put up the pressure... They had enough opportunities uh, to win the game, but I, I, I did. I was disappointed, um, and and I felt I was a little disappointed with the way Canada kind of set up uh, against Honduras. Usually, well, basically it was kind of a four-four-two when Canada lost the ball, and then when they had the ball, it, it became a three at the back. And what I was, what I didn't quite get was. Larea obviously playing at left back, but he was then asked to come into midfield when Canada had the ball. And then when Canada lost the ball, he had to go all the way back to left back. And it left him kind of a lot of ground to cover. And so much unnecessary work. Yeah, I just felt that Honduras then, it kind of exposed that space. Yeah, they they just pushed down their right-hand side. Exactly. If you look at a lot of their first half opportunities Honduras a lot of it came down the right hand side look at the penalty Canada gave away it's from the right hand side Larea has to get all the way over to fullback so Buchanan's kind of there on his own he had to tackle from behind which never ends well exactly so yeah uh, that was one thing and I I felt also usually Canada kind of sets up with a a 3-4-1-2 in possession and they have Hoylet or Azorio underneath the two strikers Right, but they they didn't have that uh, Thursday night, and Larea was kind of that midfielder. I, I felt they missed Azorio uh, or Hoylet, um, and when Herdman made the change in the second half to bring Hoylet on, I think that helped Canada. I think that's part of the reason why the second half was better. Yeah, but they should have had that from the off, right? I I didn't like that Canada didn't have that natural attacking midfielder behind Laren and and David and I felt it kind of left them isolated too and and they didn't really get good service they had to come really short sorry they had to come deeper to get the ball a lot of the times you know who I could also see in that position I think if he started if John Herdman started playing around with Estacchio moving more up top rather than more of like a CDM sort of thing I think that would also be really great yeah and I mean he has um uh, amazing offensive capabilities too. Exactly. We saw it in the Gold Cup. So, yeah, I mean, hey, when when uh, as these games go by, I'm, Herdman will have to, you know, to use his squad and and to make it flexible. So, yeah, that's something to. That's so important, though. We have a squad. It's not just 
a few good players. So that's why it's disappointing to hear a 1-1 draw to a group like Honduras. Exactly. And and it's a good thing in a way because a couple of years ago, I take a draw against Honduras. Yeah. But I know no this kidding. team is better than that. <laughs> so I'm... I, I, I do not take a 1-1 draw against, at home against Honduras. And, and credit to Honduras, they were great. I, 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 I'm not picking on Larea. I just felt that it was a lot to ask. And it was different than what we've seen from Canada in 2021. And I didn't really like that because I, I wanted... I want this team to be flexible, but I also want it to, st- to stick with what works yeah. at the same time. That's fair. Right? And I, I, I didn't really like the 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 fact that you, you know you had Larea going from midfield back to fullback I think that was an awful call it, it's definitely not using your players in the best possible way I think if you're gonna do that Alfonso Davies should be the person to be doing that if because think about it who has the better pace and stamina yeah well I mean to be fair Larea is pretty quick but yes Davies well, and, and again, I actually thought Larea played played pretty well. Um, that wasn't his fault. Yeah, but it was no, it, it wasn't the best yeah, coaching. Yeah, sorry to John Herdman, but I, I wasn't a fan of that call. I also think that the reason behind this, I feel, was maybe to get Davies in a more attacking position. Yes, it was. You could see him playing more up top. And he made some great passes. Yeah, now, what I kind of think about this is against deeper defenses obviously Canada being at home really took the game to Honduras as we expected them to as we had said now I think Davies is more effective both for for himself and for Canada when he plays from deeper and he runs on to the play I think it makes him harder to defend I think he knows when to join the attack and he has that smarts from playing fullback at Bayern Munich yeah no one ever sees him coming, that's why, because he's running from so far away. Yeah, and that's why against deeper defenses, right, if you play him higher, right, a defender is right on him. He receives the ball and the defender's in his face. Now, Davies is such a good player, he's the best in this region, that he'll beat that defender as he did multiple times. I just feel that if you look at the first goal that Canada scored, the penalty, what results in the penalty is Davies coming from a deeper position because Larea picks up the ball higher. So... Davies comes from a deeper position, kind of runs onto the ball, and then he delivers a first-time cross. Davies running into that space makes him, I feel, harder to defend, and it makes Canada threats in the uh, in the box, Lair and David, harder to defend too, because the defense can't get set on a first-time cross. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Whereas if he has a defender on him and he has to beat the defender, which he usually does. But then Honduras could bring the next man on onto him, right? And then they have then they're already set in terms of marking David and Laren or whoever else is in the box. It both both can be effective because Davies is so good. I just feel that he wasn't using his full potential. Yeah, yeah. I think it, exactly. If you want to maximize Alfonso Davies, I think him coming from deeper. I really like him at left wing back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Play him at wing back. I agree. So obviously this this game for Canada wasn't the best in terms of possession and control, right? We had a few good chances, but they were quickly just lost, if you want to say. Like we, it was a counterattacking chance, one after the other, but it, we didn't 
Summarize, we didn't have much possession or control. Do you think that was because Canada wanted to win this game so badly it actually negatively impacted their rhythm, their rhythm, if, if that makes sense? Yeah, well, yeah, that's something I definitely felt throughout the game. I, I Just on Honduras, I, I felt Honduras looked really comfortable. They look like they've yeah. been here, they've done this before, they know how to get their points on the road, they know that they have to do it ugly. They knew exactly what they were doing, and people may look at it and say, well, Canada had all the ball. Yeah, that's the plan for Honduras. And and Honduras, I felt, looked comfortable. And they're happy with doing last-ditch defending. <laughs> so that's the away performance in CONCACAF. That's the way it's done. So credit to them. But yeah, I felt Canada were, wanted it. Obviously, you could see they wanted it so badly. I mean, Milan Boyan every 10 minutes was trying to rile up the crowd. <laughs> so... You you could see you could see the disappointment when they when they allowed the goal. You could see throughout the game how much they wanted it. I just felt at times they put too much forward, and and they kind of left themselves exposed at the back a couple times, more than a couple times in both halves. Yeah, I think that was a problem, and I also think that it, it affected Canada in possession in terms of there were a lot of. Not very good first touches. A lot of a couple bad passes. I, I that you'd agree ex- with that for sure. The first touches is always huge in in soccer. Yeah. So I, I just, I I felt Canada is going to need to find a balance at their home games because the home games, obviously, as we've said, are so important. Yes, the pressure's on them. The onus is on them to go and win the game, but they have to make sure they have a balance where they don't give their opponent so many good opportunities. Yeah on counterattacks because I feel if Honduras were a little more precise and quicker on their counterattacks it could have caused Canada more problems so they have to find a sort of balance there where they don't let kind of that that the fact that they have to go out and win the game at home they have to make sure that they play their way they trust themselves and um, they don't you know, they, they take calculated risks and they don't give, you know, teams like Honduras a lot of good situations on the counterattack because with all due respect to teams in round one and two, they're not going to punish you as often as these teams will. For sure. So obviously after this disappointing um, draw against Honduras, do you think there were any positives to take away from this game? Well, I think you can look at it and say it's not a loss and it's a draw. That's a good thing. Right. Um, you don't give Honduras three points, especially on the road for Honduras. That, that'd be an awful result. So, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I I think also, you listen, I, I didn't think Canada played well. Um, obviously, we've followed this team um, throughout round one, throughout round two, and and. You know, we've been watching this team even before we started this podcast at Gold Cups and at Nations League. And we've seen the development that this group has done under John Herdman. And they're much better than what they showed Thursday night. Um, And what's amazing and what I'm going to get to is that they didn't play well and they still got a draw. And they still had enough chances to win the game. That, That is a good point. Canada's top end talent can save them in a lot of situations this year in this qualifying process. 
So obviously you want to play well as a whole, and that's where you want to get the majority of of your points, especially at home. But there are going to be times where things won't go uh, right on on the day. Not all fourteen games you're going to play well. So if if you have that top end talent to kind of fall back on and save you a couple results and give you draws instead of losses at times, yeah. or make the difference for three points instead of one. That's amazing. That's something Canada's never had, and that's a real positive from from Thursday. Is the fact that we didn't really get out of first gear for most of the game. There were some really good moments, but most of the game I felt kind of lacked a lot of rhythm, and Canada still managed to draw. And I think that's a good thing. And this team is definitely good enough. We know it. Oh, definitely. I, I'm very excited. It was disappointing, but we we can do it. We we can go on to win the other ones for sure. Um, the next game is against the U.S. though, right? That'll be an interesting game to look forward to. What do you think would be a good result against the U.S.? Because we haven't beat them since, what, like 2019? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019 was uh, the famous game at BMO Field that I was at. <laughs> right, so well, obviously a win would be a good result, but it is still the U.S. So is this basically a game with nothing to lose for Canada or... Well, um, uh, despite the Honduras game only being a draw, I don't think that really changes our approach for this game. I think, you know, it's not what we wanted in the first game against Honduras, but better than a loss, and it's a point. Okay, now we move on. I don't think it changes our approach here. I, I, I think it is a game with nothing to lose, and the key part of that is not because we can't beat the U.S. because we can beat them. It's the fact that it's on the road. Yeah. Um, we talked about um, how difficult road games in CONCACAF are. I'll just give you a, a quick stat for that. So U.S.'s record on the road since 2014 World Cup qualifying, including their recent draw against El Salvador away from home, this is their record. It's abysmal for the United States. Four wins, seven draws, and six losses. Wow. Yeah, so that, and, and, and the U.S. Are, are a great team, obviously. They're one of the best in CONCACAF. So for a team that's known to be one of the superpowers in CONCACAF, they've won pretty much 30% of their away games since 2014 World Cup qualifying. So that just shows, I'm not picking on the U.S., I'm just, because there are teams with far worse away records, including us. But it just shows how hard it is to win away from home, and even for a team like U.S., yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if this game was at home, I'd be saying, let's go out and try to win this game, at least get a point. But it, you know what though, this game is basically going to be a home on home action because the amount of games that Canada has been playing in the USA this year, <laughs> we can call it our home too. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Well, you know, well, that's a good point actually because one thing that's better about playing in the U.S. than against than in Central America. A lot of the Canadian players are more familiar with the MLS sort of pitches. Exactly, yeah. It's also like not the biggest difference from Canada. Mexico, you start to see like the heat makes a big impact. Mm -hmm, The climate, yeah. Yeah. US, uh, do do they know which state they're playing in? It's in Nashville. Nashville. That's a little different, but uh, it's not like the biggest change maker. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point. Um Still, I mean, you will have a packed stadium full of American supporters, but that is a very good point. Right. And I listen, what I will say is 
this game against the U.S. away from home is not a game that if quali- if Canada missed the World Cup, they're not going to go back onto the U.S. away game and say, oh, we should have won that, right? They're going to look at the home game against Honduras we just played, look at maybe other home games if we drop points and say, oh, we should have won that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what made the difference, right? Or maybe that away game in El Salvador or that away game in Panama where you lost instead of drawn or you drew instead of won. That's fair. Right? Those are the sort of games Canada will look at and, and, and kick themselves if if they miss it. Right. And and But on the, on, the, on the flip side of that, if they make the World Cup, maybe they'll look back at this game and say, ooh, this result may be made up for the one... That we that we dropped two points against Honduras. So again, not really. I I do agree. It's really there's not much to lose here. I think the big game is Wednesday night at BMO against El Salvador. That's a must-win. Uh, that's a massive game. Not that this one isn't massive. It's just there's not a lot of pressure on it for Canada. As I said, if if Canada missed the World Cup, it's not because they lost Sunday's game against the U.S. in Nashville. Here. Adam, don't say that. Like, let's let's hope for the best. But you are right. This won't be the main cause of it. No, no. And uh, you're hoping for the best, but you're preparing for the worst. You got to prepare for Canada to win. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm just saying that Wednesday night's game against El Salvador. That those are the games that are gonna, that are gonna make the difference. It's okay. We will make up for that game with this game. We allowed ourselves the one draw. We're winning this one. Simple as that. If you say we're going to win with your luck, we will. Hopefully. And, and I, think, I think anything out of this game would be very positive. I think a draw would be extremely positive. Oh, that'd be a great result. So what do you think the squad rotation is going to be? Does Herdman rest some players for this week's uh, match against El Salvador? Or should, should he be playing our Davies, our David, our Laren, our Hoylet? By the way, I like Hoylet because of how consistent he is. He is consistently great. Not not the best, of course, but he's consistently great. I think he should be starting more than he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna. I think he will start this game against uh, U.S. Considering he didn't play the full ninety against yeah um, Honduras. Now, what what I think, I do think Herdman has one eye on Wednesday night's game against El Salvador, and you can't blame him. So. I think I think he will rotate. He's already hinted that Davies, David, Laren, they may not play 90 minutes every game. And and that's, listen. That's fair. Sorry to say this, but you're naive if you think they're going to play all 14 of these matches 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it just, it can't happen. This isn't like before when we had two games per international window. We have three now. Yeah. So... Herdman, I th- I do think there'll be some players rested. What my take on this has been, I think Herdman may rest Davies, one of David or Laren, maybe Estacchio. What I think he'll do is he'll unleash them at the end of the game. He'll look to keep the game close, and then 60, 65 minutes, then Davies, then David or Laren, whoever's on the bench. I'd say it should be quite the opposite. Wait till you get a result, because Canada's good at keeping the result. Put him on, wait till you get a good result, and take him off. I think you could, see, I think you can do that against El Salvador. I, I don't think you could do it against the U.S. on the road. 
But why would you do that against El Salvador? You might as well just play them the full 90 minutes for that game. Yeah, but that, that that's the thing. I want I want them to play the full 90 against El Salvador. So I'd rather them rest for 60 minutes against the U.S. Fair enough. And then hopefully we can keep the game close against the U.S. and just unleash them now. I think there's one of two ways of doing it. And the other way of doing it w- would be what, what you said, is that start them, hope to... hope to have you know a one goal lead to protect or a draw to protect and then take them off in in order to play them the 90 against oh yeah or in order to play them maybe if not 90 80 minutes against El Salvador or something like that or there's the way that I said and then you know kind of keep the game close and then unleash them and then play them against El Salvador so we'll see what Herdman does he couldn't go either way do you think he's going to do the um, Buchanan and thing on opposite sides again? Uh, Buchanan and Davies? Or do you think he's going to keep the Buchanan as his Davies version too? So the second one, I, I think, I actually think Buchanan's going to play this match. Uh, he only played 45, obviously, with subbed off at halftime against Honduras. I think he's going to play. I think he'll play in Davies' position if Davies is rested. And I have a feeling he might be. But but not fully rested. I think Herdman will bring him on if Canada are down by a goal or tied or winning. Yeah. Uh, unless they're losing by two or more, I think Davies comes on. Uh, so my my kind of thinking is uh, a four four two defensively that becomes a three four one two in attack. But we don't have Lorea going up and down the field. <laughs> Uh, from midfield to fullback again, I think we're going to do something like left back Scott Kennedy. We're going to go the two central defenders, Henry and Vittoria. Right back, we're going to go Alistair Johnston. Buchanan on the left of the four in midfield. Estacchio and Kay in the midfield. I think Estacchio will stay in, but look for him to maybe get subbed off early. Did you say Boyan and Nett? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Boyan and Net. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, we're going to go with Hoylet on the right of the four. So midfield. another 4 4 2, you said? Yeah, and then Azorio, and, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go Laren up top with Azorio. I know. I still think David would start. I think it might be an Azorio for David later on. Okay, well, either way, one of Azorio. Sorry, one of. David and Laren, and then the other one to come off the bench later. Um, who did you put on the left? Uh, Buchanan. And left wing back would be Davies? So no, what, what'll happen is, and then when they have the ball and they go to a back three, Buchanan will be at left wing back, Johnston at right wing back, your two in midfield is Stacchio and Kay, and then, and then Hoylet and, uh, and then probably Azorio, and then Hoylet and Laren or David. David. That's what Canada did in, in, in the Gold Cup. If you saw the game against yes, Mexico, remember, yeah. it was a 4-4-2 in defense and then 3-4-1-2 in attack with Buchanan as the left wing back. While we're at it, we might as well do the starting 11 prediction for um, El Salvador as well. So I say, I, I think we can agree Boyan and Ned again. I was thinking maybe Cropo might go in net for USA for a bit. I mean, it's possible. I just feel like Boyan's just such a big like leader on and off the field. Yeah, that that is very true. We did miss him during the Gold Cup, but yeah, Boyan. And then who do you, who would you say is our back to? 
I think this the game against El Salvador will more be a three at the back because we're going to have so much of the ball. I think we're going to have significantly less of the ball against the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So I think against El Salvador, you'll probably see Miller come back in. I think I think Henry instead of Vittoria because I don't think Vittoria is playing three straight. Miller, Vittoria, Johnston. I think Johnston's going to play every game. I think he's wonderful. And then um, Davies on the left, Larea on the right. So Davies left wing back, Larea right wing back. Um, Stacchio and Hutchinson. Stacchio and Hutchinson back in the midfield together. Yeah, I agree with that. We're gonna we're gonna keep. Um, we're I, I'm actually gonna put Azorio in. It could be Hoylet, but I'm gonna go with Azorio because I have a feeling Hoylet may play ninety against the U.S. Right. I'd I'd like that. Yeah. Whereas Azorio didn't play at all against Honduras, so I think he may go two straight here, but we'll see. And then a front two of Laren and David. You don't think Kennedy starts over? Miller? Not against El Salvador. I think against USC does. Henry, for sure. I agree with that. You put Henry back there. He's a good tank. Yeah, that's fair. And who did you have in your striker, sorry? Uh, for El Salvador, David and Laren. Of course. That's a, that's a, that's a definite win. It needs to be. Yeah. So, so what, what I think you can see from those two lineups is... Obviously, the rotating is being done against the U.S., knowing that not beating the U.S. in the U.S. isn't the end of the world. And the more important game is El Salvador. That, to me, is a must-win at home. So I think against the U.S., Canada will have less of the ball. But I think, as we've seen, they can get at teams. We saw it against Mexico. Uh, We saw it against the U.S. at the Gold Cup. They can... They can press teams. They can have periods of possession, um, even away from home. So against U.S., what would you say Canada has to do to get a result? Well, I think that their best opportunity should come in transition and behind the American defense. I, I Obviously, defensively, they're going to have to be amazing when you have the likes of McKinney and Reyna. Yeah. Pulisic, if he plays a part. Do you think we, it's, we have a better chance driving the wings or driving straight through balls? Part of switching to a 4-4-2 in defense is that you can get Buchanan in behind and Hoylet in behind too on counterattacks or Davies if he plays. Yeah, yeah, but do we run around them or do we go straight through them? What I'm getting, yeah, so what I'm getting is I think kind of in behind U.S.'s fullbacks on the wings okay. yeah. with Buchanan or Davies or um, Hoylet. U.S. have ta- uh, tall defenders though, so the crosses might be challenging. Yeah, but I... I I do think Canada could cause a lot of problems on the counterattack. I think set pieces are going to have to be big. I thought that was really poor against Honduras, the set pieces. Yes, it was. Yeah, we're going to have less chances of set pieces against the U.S., I would I would think. So we have to make more uh, opportunities with them. And I do think there's times where we can get at Honduras, uh, sorry, uh, get at the U.S., take calculated risks, look to press them whenever you can. Don't make the game super comfortable for them. Yeah. And I think one key battle, if Pulisic plays, Pulisic against Alistair Johnson. Oh, interesting. You think Pulisic's going to go that much to their forward? Well, he usually plays on the left, right? And Johnston would be the right back, I would assume. So John Herdman may... Do you think he's driving that far up, though? Well, yeah, he would. I would assume Pulisic likes to pick up the ball kind of wider and run at the fullback. So... Okay. And, you know, that's scary, but... (laughs) 
I think Herdman may circle that and say, you know what, if I'm going to put one guy one-on-one with Pulisic with, with the players I have, probably put Alistair Johnson. So He'd be good at handling the, um, the body, but the speed might be difficult for him to keep up with. I think I'd put, like on the right side, I'd put Buchanan, to be honest. Put Buchanan defending Pulisic? Just for the speed. See, that, not, not anything against Buchanan. I do think defensively one-on-one, that's probably one of the weaker parts of his game. I don't know. Just keep, let's say he gets past him, right? Running back to get that ball, Buchanan can do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is quick. He is quick. I just think it's also beneficial to play Buchanan higher. Yes, that is true, though. To get him behind the U.S. rather than having him pinned at fullback. But again, against the U.S., it'll be a tough game. But uh, this team can get results anywhere they go against anyone. And I do think if we can keep this game close and then bring on people like Davies or David or Laren, that can really elevate Canada. And you never know. I, I think Canada can get something from this game. It'll be tough. It's one of the toughest games of these 14. But with the talent we have, we we can do it. We can do it. Um, really touch base, really quickly touch basing back on Canada versus El Salvador, which will be the third game of this international window for Canada. And we'll be playing at home, which is great. This is obviously a must-win game. We made our starting 11 prediction. Just really quickly going to ask you this one question, Adam. Canada should be able to dictate possession in this match, but how do they make sure they get the three points this time? What should we be doing differently, in other words? Mm-hmm. Well, they better get the three points because I'm going to be there, bud. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, they're definitely going to get three points then. You alone. That's... <laughs> well, this is a must-win match, uh, as we've said. So especially after drawing... Well, either way, this would have been a must-win match, but especially after drawing Honduras, you absolutely need three points here. Especially because then, in October, your first two games, away in Mexico, away in Jamaica, you need three points here. So, yes, Canada will have most of the ball, I'd assume. How do they make sure that they get the three points? Well, I, I, I think it's a lot of the things that I said in the Canada versus Honduras review. I think that they need um, Hoylet or Zorio in behind, uh, underneath the, uh, David and Laren. Uh, I think that'll help the front two get more service. They're not as isolated. I think that'll help Canada defensively so that, you know, they don't have someone playing in midfield and then running all the way back to left back like the, like Larea did. <laughs> so I'd, I'd put Larea back to right wing back uh, where he was most of 2021. Okay. Uh, so I think that's that's big. I also think... As I said, I, 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 I think that Canada at home needs to, yes, know that they have to win this game, use feed off of the crowd, but they have to make sure they find their rhythm and they have a sense of control in the match. Don't overexpose yourself and really trust yourselves because this team is, is, is seriously good enough. Yes. They really are. What they always do that I really, really like about the Canadian soccer, they find the empty space as well. I didn't see it a lot against Honduras, but they typically do find empty spaces to run to it, even in terms of position and keeping that rotation on the pitch very clear. They cover each other. One person runs up, the other covers. You know, it's it's great movement, right? And so if you can find that ball movement alongside that position-wise movement, 
I think like that's the typical Canadian style of like the, that's how they typically play, which is great. So I think if they do that this time, we'll be good. Yeah, and uh, that that's true. Canada really need to play their own football. Yes. Play the way that they have uh, in that Gold Cup in the first couple rounds of qualifiers and elevate the game. Use the crowd to elevate your game. Uh, use the the pressure of this being the final round of World Cup qualifying to to elevate your game. So, yeah, and and obviously El, El Salvador are no pushover. Uh, the U.S. couldn't beat them away from home. So it, it'll be a tough game. And I, I think like you saw with Honduras, El Salvador will look to really have Canada pushing on and then look to get yes, the in behind yeah. and get yeah into one-on-one situations. But I think, I also think, can we put Davies back at wing back? That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. That's it. That honestly, yeah, he's claimed that spot at Bayern. He's claimed it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I said, I think it's just harder to defend. It really is. Once he starts running, it is a cheetah in the safari. You're not catching him. Yeah, I think. I think. You know what you see with with Honduras and Costa Rica teams like that is they have a certain know how. They they know they've done this before. They know. Uh, how to grind out results on the road, make sure they win their home matches. This is a different game in, in World Cup qualifying. So Canada's going to have to develop a little bit of know-how too, I feel. And I think, you know, having that home game against Honduras, having this away game against U.S., I think it'll develop some of that and hopefully going into this game against El Salvador, they're a little bit more composed and um, they can find their rhythm uh, like they have had it in 2021 and i think if they do they'll be fine awesome so anything else you'd like to add uh as a preview to these next two matches us and el salvador or do you think we covered everything adam i think we've covered everything i'm excited must win game wednesday go canada so you're gonna be at the el salvador game eh yes oh that's exciting stuff but we will be back sometime close to next weekend We will be back probably Friday to review Canada's matches against both the U.S. and El Salvador. And look once again ahead to Chelsea's... Oh, wow. Chelsea's first UCL match. That's exciting stuff also. What a year this has been. I know. Crazy. So, yeah. This is exciting stuff happening for both Canada and Chelsea. Let's go, Canada. How great would it be? We're in the round three. We haven't done this in so long. We got one point. Let's get another six. Go Canada. Go Canada. Thank you for listening, everyone, and peace.